0: Oh, hey. I didn't see you there. Some special needs hockey player asked me to sharpen some knives for him. Kind of a weird request, but it sounds like he's preparing for some kind of barbecue. Must be some big-ass steaks, because these knives are... Bad. What? What are you doing? What? What? Stop! Hey! Hey! The news. Welcome back to a not-so-lucky episode of the Anti-Matter Minute, just in time to get you in the mood for Spooktober. My name is Joe Buffett, and with me as always, the illustrious... Ripley Scott. Tonight, we have a special guest from the outer reaches of the quadrant, Matto Calrizian, a fellow spacefaring hooligan with a knack for the nerdy side of life.
1: I'm here to be the cool factor for all you guys.
0: Hails to the Yes. So, sit back, throw some candy corn into your hex bags, avoid broken mirrors, and pet the nearest black cat as we begin our Friday the 13th edition of Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind. All right, let's dive into these articles. So, the first article we have to discuss is coming at you from The Independent, which is another super, super reputable uh, publication, which is uh, absolutely uh, sarcasm. And I love this one. This one cracked me up hardcore. Uh, basically, the, I'm trying to find the headline of it here so I can read the headline.
2: Here, I got Eat. you. You got me. OK, go. Over. Vegan activists caused death of 100 rabbits with rescue raid farmer's claim. Well, it says farmers claim, but we know what they meant.
0: That just – you know, I was reading this when I first found this article and I was going through it. That's that, – that I didn't catch that one, but there's like a million typos in this thing, which just kind of holds a candle to their credibility, so.
1: I mean it could be famers. That's – this is from the UK. This could be how they – you know, famous people. They're just famers. It's and so maybe the true. famers are the ones that are telling the story. Sheep shaggers and famers.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can see that. That would probably make some sense. But it was really funny. I, just, I This one <laughs> – this one really <laughs> – I just – uh, basically, they this group of vegan activists and they had this like makeshift, you know, PETA, homemade PETA group came together and decided they were going to break into a farm in Spain and rescue some farm animals, in this case, rabbits. And in their attempt to rescue these little fucking rabbits, they accidentally, I guess, inadvertently caused the death of like hundreds of other animals because they took uh the mothers of rabbits and the, the newborns were like unable to survive because they were, you know taken away but what kills me is like there was gunfire in this story and did you guys read it yeah i did
1: yes i read most of it So
0: yeah it's,
1: it's i mean pretty,
2: like the farmers were definitely not happy about this whole thing and obviously we're chasing them down like you know uh uh god what's the roscoe pekel train chasing down the dukes of hazard <laughs> Guns blazing, you know I I can only imagine. Apparently, shot out a window. This lady's face was all bloodied, and yeah, it's it sounds like a classic um, farmer retribution.
0: Yeah, I, I love I love the back and forth here. Like apparently, the activists and the farmers themselves were on a constant back and forth. Like, well. These are the people who actually committed the crime. And then the activists are over here trying to be like, no, we didn't do anything wrong. We just, you know, <laughs> broke into your facility and stole some of these little animals. Like, I don't understand how they think they were in the right here. I mean, I get it. You know, animals, animal rights, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, well,
1: this- I mean, even worse than that, it's there's a follow up. I mean, this is the one story from a few days ago. There's a follow up because they're still going back and forth saying that, you know, that it's, that it's not my fault or we didn't do that and no, yes it is and all this kind of stuff they are to this time and this is also coming from another more reputable website new york <laughs> post <laughs> uh, yeah yeah right <laughs> still going back and forth about it and this is days later
0: it's just cracking me up man this whole thing i like i i, lo- I don't know did you guys read this part of the article where it says uh <laughs> writing about the farmer's actions on instagram she said the police came and told us to leave peacefully which we did. After we left the farmers chased us down the motorway at 200 I'm assuming that's kilometers per wow. hour for an hour. So what yeah. are they are they are they driving McLaren F1s? Like I don't know the equivalent. <laughs> I don't know the equivalent of a kilo, it's kilometer about, per hour. It's probably yeah, about I'm 120 curious.
2: miles an hour.
0: Okay, that's uh if they can keep that uh, up for an say, hour.
2: Specifically the one that does the math around here.
0: Yeah, for real.
2: But yeah, that that either way that's so they chased him for 120 miles or 200 kilometers, which is basic, more or less the uh, there you go, know, yeah, 124.274 from our stat checker. Um, so yeah, that, that's got to be basically from England to Wales, like. London to Wales or something like that? That's 124 miles. I, I don't know. I mean, I've only been to England once. But it, either way, like halfway through the countryside, because England is not that big, or the, the you know, United Kingdom isn't a giant island. So 124 miles, 125 miles, that's a long way to chase somebody.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like that, that's that's a little bit ridiculous. I don't know. Like I I when I think of this article and I, I was thinking about it all coming together, you know, and how the criminals got together to this. I, I I just can only imagine them skidding out of there just super fast and just fucking like like the animals that actually got out and escaped, you know, that they didn't grab, that were caught up in the bloodshed and all this, which kind of it refers to a little bit of the animals just, you know, not only being uh you know, killed during the I don't know if is excursion the right word for that excursion, uh, of, you know, I, I see them flipping out from under the tires and just I don't know why. I just I picture these these, you know, these really redneck pickup trucks skirting out and like just little rabbits, like, you know, little thumper flipping out behind them and just just fucking running off. I don't know. Uh, well, here's it.
1: another here's another good question. All right. So let's say you're driving for it was 120 minutes. It was a a couple hours, two hours. An hour is is what it said. Yeah. An hour. So what? And you're so you're driving with all these rabbits in the back of the car. What are you listening to on the radio? Yes. That are you are you just like listening to kind of whatever's on the radio, like all the commercials, all the stuff like that? Do you have your Pandora going like and if you do, what are you what are you listening to? What would be your music to travel with with a bunch of rabbits after you went and steal them?
0: For me, if I was yeah. putting together this rally like this, some sort of like you know n- nature themed terrorist movement that's about to come in. And I guess t- terrorist. I don't know if that's a little that's a little much, but you know what I mean. You know, someone yeah. coming in here to do this kind of act. I would have like, have you ever played uh, the game Assassin's Creed? It's got that like epic chorus music in the background, and like I'd have oh, some yeah. sort of there'd be like organs. And there would be, you know, just that really that foot soldier esque music that's playing and blaring. That way, I'm just I'm motivated, even though I know my task is to save a bunch of dainty little rabbits. I'd I'd have to make it as epic as possible.
2: Yours, like you and I, have a much different vision than this because I'm picturing like dirt roads and banjo music.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no. I definitely, I definitely am. I'm just trying to take my mind off the, you know, the fact that that's the kind of situation we're in. I know that I would be in that, but me being from the city originally, and you know, I, I stray away from all things country. I would definitely try and shift that paradigm to something a little bit more, you know, fitting for the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that
1: makes sense. I think I would go yeah. nothing but show tunes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be fitting. That would be very, very fitting. But you know, speaking of all this stuff that we're talking about with the, you know, little rabbits running around and the harm that can be caused from these, uh, these tires on these trucks and stuff. This, this kind of re- leads me into what I, uh, what you know, the sponsor that we have this week. Um. Are you sick of picking the road and fur from your car or truck's undercarriage and tires? Anytime you have to make a quick escape, do those furry little fuckers get in the way? Enter the brand new Goodyear Bunny Tread. Not to be confused with everyone's favorite baked sensation, bunny bread. These special tire treads are specifically designed for the most rugged of rescue jobs. Each rubberized tire is forged with the outlines of whatever woodland creature is in mind. That way, when your vehicle kicks it into fifth gear, you'll glide safely over their fuzzy little noggins. Call now and you'll receive our three other unique product lines absolutely free of charge. Squirrel Stopper, Badger Blockade, and Raccoon Repel can be yours for only 52 easy payments of $19.99. But wait, that's not all we we'll even throw in some smelly trees for the fuck of it. Before you plan your next rudimentary PETA rally, make sure your group is covered, metaphorically and physically. Bunny Tread is no way connected to Goodyear or the Bunny Bread Corporation. Bunny Tread does not double as delicious baked good, nor does it actually prevent the slow and agonizing death of small animals being run over. Nice. Gotta love our sponsors. Gotta love our sponsors. We have you gotta the pay the, the bills. You gotta pay the bills somehow. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'd say we've pretty much... Covered this article as entirely as we can. I would agree with that. So let's move on to the next one. Matto, why don't you take this one away?
1: All right. Well, that sounds good. So this one is about a couple. Um, They had decided, and I had heard about this one from a couple of spots. The bank accidentally puts $120,000 into their account. They go through and spend it on many different things. They paid a bunch of bills. They actually helped out a bunch of friends who needed some money. And, and apparently needed money. Let's put
2: yeah. everything in quotation marks I, here.
1: I'm a positive thinker <laughs> as opposed to Ripley over here. So I'm going to positively think that they are people that needed help and they were trying to be kind. Well, know, the, the, article, type. the article did say, quote, friends in need of money. So uh, I'm just getting <laughs> here. Hey, you know what? Tiffany Williams sounds like a name you can trust. So we're going to go with trusting. <laughs> So, uh, so they spent it all, and so now the bank is looking for their money back because it definitely was not theirs. And it sounded like they had started talking about how they were going to repay it, and then just never talked to the bank again. So this, unfortunately, this this couple is probably going to get into some trouble. So, I guess my first question out of this one is: You get a magic hundred and twenty thousand dollars in your account. What is the first thing that you buy? Doesn't you don't have to spend everything right away? You know, you could be paying off bills or stuff like that too. But you're going to think of one thing that you're going to want to get for that 120 K. What's the first thing you're going to get? Well, I
2: imagine for you, it's going to be buying the millennium Falcon back at least for your uncle.
1: Well, I don't, it would get me into the game of Cyborg, but I, you know, once I get into the game, I can win it back myself. It's not a problem, but it's going to take the money is just up in the air. (laughs) Very true. Very very true. true.
0: Well, spoken like a true millennial, uh, the first thing that it would come to for me is student loans, and then, of course, after those student loans are paid off, then we're going to look into just a life of hard drugs, lots of sex, and uh, an entire pool filled with two-hearted ale because it's my favorite IPA right now. You can do
2: all that with 55 cents? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I figure that's you know all that you're gonna have left after the student loans because you got yeah, student loans yeah. to get ridiculous.
0: They are. It's they true. are indeed. Yeah. But I so, mean I would how would you not spit you get this free money, it's you know, like Maddo said, how would you not just go hog wild with this? I mean I how can they be blamed for that? I don't know. I would be putting well, up a fight. Well, the thing is, is that they like you know I mean
2: one They saw the money hit their account. They didn't raise any questions to the bank. They, I mean, you have to know that, oh, shit, $120,000 just like magically appeared. Did somebody die and leave us something? Like, you know, I mean, you would have to be blatantly stupid.
0: I would keep my mouth shut and take it as a good omen. I'd be like, (laughs) oh, wow, man, someone's someone's looking down on me with, uh, you know. You know, just nodding. That's
2: why you would be facing felony theft
0: charges. (laughs) That's probably true. So yeah,
1: no. So the smart way to do it. You got to take that 120, you invest it, and see how long it can go. A bunch of like, bunch of stocks. See how high it goes up. So and then if the bank comes back and gets you, boom, here's your 120 back. But by the way, while that money was sitting on the stock market, it paid forty thousand. There you
0: go. And Uh, that, boys and girls,
2: another way. I think you can start up a start, a Subway franchise for like 60 grand. So open up two Subways, you know, run them as long as you can till the bank comes after you, liquidate, and then you should be, you know, like say, like you're kind of looking at, you know, maybe end up with an extra 40-50k. I mean, it's true. You have exactly. to have money yeah. to make money. That's that's the rule. Yep. That's your really way you know. of making a little bit of money. Yeah. Even in, in space we just, we know that. Yeah. Instead, they went and they bought it on a uh, oh ridiculous SUV. stuff yeah they they spent it on an SUV a camper two four wheelers not one but two gotta have yeah. the couples oh, yeah. matching set uh, and a car trailer among other things according to the affidavit that they sent and yeah so as Mado was talking about they the bank basically got a hold of them and so the uh, Tiffany Williams said yeah we'll you know we'll work on a repayment plan and then just ghosted them. Like all the, you know, second dates that you've been on, Joe, but they just disappeared. God.
0: Tiffany, see if I ever have breakfast with you again. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> man. I, except uh, I think the women that you dated usually have Lynn in the second name, like Tammy Lynn, and
0: well, you know yeah, what I have? You know, what, what, I have say say about, I know what I have to say about, about that? Tammy
1: Lynn, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Lynn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, once we got that ha ha out of the way, that boys and girls is why we learn to invest. So. That's right. I exactly. I'm trying
1: to help everyone out. All those aspiring young thieves out there, if you're gonna get a whole bunch of money, invest it quick, so that then you can uh, make a little bit of money off it before you have to give it back.
2: There you go. It's it's yeah. a brilliant plan, Honestly, and I'm. It Kind of shocked you came up
0: with it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny. Like that didn't even like. You know, that didn't even, like, top my brainstem. I had that not even any sort of – I'm really – I'm sitting here going, wow, how come I didn't think of that? But then again, you know, (laughs) Ripley, you know, my brain doesn't really work in that aspect, so. That's
2: true. And for the record, I'd buy a Tesla, and that's it. Ah,
0: there you go. I was going to ask you what you would do with your – you know, if if this happened to you. So you would just buy a Tesla? That's it? That's that's nice. Yeah,
2: that's it. Pretty boring.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, All right. So, I mean – that was pretty, uh, unlucky and very fitting for our, uh, you know, four a, a into Friday the 13th. So get rid of that one here and let's see, I've spoken about one, Matt has spoken about one, and I think this would be down to Mr. Ripley.
2: Yes, sir. And let's actually talk about Friday the 13th as today is Friday the 13th. And it's also, also, if I can speak a full moon and, uh, so this one is not just a regular full moon, though. It is a harvest full moon and is also a micro moon. Um, micro moon, which uh, has a very loose definition, apparently means that it is more than 200 or 251,655 miles away from Earth when it occurs. And this uh, particular full moon is eight hundred sixteen miles further than that. How they actually measure that accurately is beyond me, but. Impressive, nonetheless. Um, So these micro moons appear smaller, obviously, because they're farther away. And they are 30 up to 30 percent dimmer than the widely reported super moons that dominate the news.
0: Um, Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see it? I actually went outside and checked it out tonight. It was kind of cool.
2: No, we're we're in the city. They don't get, you know, any sky things here.
1: It's Ah. I, I thought we were in space. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah the sky city of space
2: or got something. it
1: okay.
2: I, I, god, god make- you don't even know what
0: it's called god come on matto is hails from that city right come on just, yeah, come on i Rid-
2: don't visit him too often though like i just catch the nearest you know cargo fleet and just kind of you know bum my way
0: you know as i call
1: so you're, as saying you're a hitchhiker yes a hitchhiker in the galaxy
2: yes well, I, I never did find that guide though wow Oh, oh, my that God. The whole lot, yeah.
0: That just happened. Oh, my Lord. But, you know, I'll be honest. As I call the kettle black here, I can only remember it being called Cloud City. I cannot remember what the city was in Star Best Wars. Been. That What was it? Bespin. Ah, Vespin. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's yeah, right, and that's and right. Not Vespa. Not Vespa. That was a <laughs> no, 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 Vespin.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, so anyways, going back to this, this was a um, – first full moon on a friday the 13th since january 2006 only one percent of full moons fall on friday the 13th which is how like is this what statisticians do like they look at weird shit and like hey what are the odds that this falls on this or this does this like i mean i hate my job sometimes but i was
0: gonna say well you tell us you tell us, Ripley.
2: I know. You're the you're <laughs> the numbers person. Yeah, I don't do statistics, so that's a completely separate thing.
1: Well, think about it. You know, January 2006, I was still in college, and so therefore I'm just guessing that it's a Friday the 13th I was probably getting drunk. That is true. Uh, I don't know what you guys were doing, but I can almost guarantee you that that's what I was doing.
0: I was a sophomore in high school, my man. I was Holy probably getting go. drunk with
1: you in
2: January
0: two thousand six yeah, actually. Uh uh-huh. yeah,
2: yeah. Why oh, am I oh. so
1: young?
0: Why am I so young? Oh my <laughs> god, Friday, I'm like
2: a baby. Tw- yeah, because that would have been right that would have been during winter semester or winter yep. trimester. Oh yeah, we were definitely drunk on Friday the thirteenth.
1: There's no doubt about that. Yeah. This is true. I bet we heard something. We well they probably- said when the next one is gonna be. The next one is gonna be like Two thousand thirty three, I think, uh, duh, duh, duh. This which is... also that's kind of sounds like a fun job of sitting there and like seeing when the next stuff is going to happen. Yep.
2: May two thousand thirty three.
1: Wow, well, two thousand thirty three. Look at Matt so doing all the research. Here we go. Obviously, hey! we've got a date. If We've done it the last two times. We need to drink together again. Thirteen yeah. years from
2: from now. And if you're looking for something really riveting, mark your calendar for twenty thirty seven. There will be two blue moons in the span of three months. A blue moon is oh. defined as the second full moon in the calendar month. They'll occur on January 31st and March 31st. Both moons will also feature a full moon on the first of the month. Wow. Man, what I like <laughs> yeah. The The sign-off for this article is great. What a time to be alive. Yeah,
0: what a time. What a time indeed. All right, so Jova, oh, Matto, that leads me to... Um, well, wait, no, no are, one's going to make a – no one's even going to make a werewolf comment that we just talked about full moons. I expected at least one werewolf joke, and nobody made one. I don't know why. Oh, Anybody? that's the she-wolf. Oh. The she-wolf. Uh, <laughs> again, one of the uh, one of the many uh, music videos that uh, helped me through puberty, so. Oh, Anyways.
1: hero? Oh, yeah. Oh, My Spanish class. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know
1: Spanish right now because of Shakira. Uh, <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> All right. So, All right. A, a quick follow up question to this, um, Joba and Matto What, you know, Friday the 13th, obviously very superstitious. What, what is the most super, superstitious thing that you believe in or that you follow? Mm. Obviously, That's a we good. didn't pre plan this one. So, on no, I know. No, I like
1: it. <laughs> So up at Bespin, I play some space hockey, and okay. I and I have a very strict warm-up routine before I play any game, and I, I'm very superstitious. If I don't do it, then I'm going to have a bad game. What, do you yeah, you, you can't leave us hanging details? like that. You got to well, tell us. Some of it includes, it's. I mean, it's a lot of stretching. It's nothing too important, but I definitely do 10 push-ups, and everyone always laughs at me when I do that. <laughs> but I'm like, dude. I've been doing it for a while, and I don't want to see what happens in a game when I don't do it. So I'm going to do my uh, 10 push-ups.
2: Fair enough. No. I thought hey. it was going to be like beer, shit, and puke or something like that. No, oh, man. no that's, that's what I do after the game. Beer, shit,
0: and it. Yeah. I got a good one. So it's this This wasn't per se something I ever did, but I, you know, I, I can attest – To this thing because I remember witnessing. Nah, okay, not not really witnessing, but being there and hearing the story told over and over and over. So when I played football in high school, our quarterback he swore by this. And you know, none of us know if it's really true or not, but we can always tell something was. I don't know if he just smelled really bad, and that was just how he naturally was. You know, after a game, just you know, sweating. He was definitely the guy who you know ran the most and all that stuff. He was a running quarterback. He was not a very good. He wasn't good at the whole passing game. So his his. Reg- Regimen, he would like. He had this pair of of jockey pants, or whatever you know. You put on the little compression shorts. He would piss his compression shorts before every game, supposedly, you know, allegedly, and play exactly. the entire, and play the entirety of the game. And that was his like. He he apparently did it his like during training season, his freshman year of high school, and he swears that's why. He ended up being picked to be, you know, the quarterback for however long after that. And he was one of my really good friends in high school. And you know, he he always stone cold. His face was always, he never laughed when he told the story. And how, you know, when people asked him, you know, what his, uh, you know, what his routines were, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I piss my pants every every fucking game. And that's, uh, so I, I look back and I'm like, God, that is a weird thing to do to score some touchdowns. I don't know. I mean, hey, it works, it works, but. I don't know of anything on my end that I do. Um, Hmm. Not (sighs) you, Ripley. Uh,
2: So I'm not overly superstitious either, but I do – like I'll I'll give an anecdote like Jova did. And so uh, playing JV baseball in high school, so I was a sophomore, and our coach would tell us, you know, you get laid before a game, you're gonna hit a homer. <laughs> telling this to 16-year-old boys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely Responsible. Responsible yes. adult.
2: Yeah. Well, he also called us cheese dicks a lot, so you know, <laughs> that's kind of what happens. Uh, so yeah, he would say, "Oh yeah, you guys get, you boys get laid, you're gonna hit a dongo." And uh,
0: well, first of all, what the fuck's a dongo?
2: Well, you know, there's multiple different names for home runs: homers, dongos, dingers, dangers, dongers.
1: Dongo sounds like something you would do the previous with. Yeah, that's true. I gave her the dongo. Yeah, give her the old dongo. Yeah. <laughs> my my, my mind
0: immediately, yeah, my mind immediately went to Pornhub with like Gonzo or some shit like that. So okay, I'm glad uh, it wasn't the only one. Uh, a quick
2: tangent for that, by the way. Um, we're delving out of our, you know. Our niche here and we're going into sports a little bit but i don't know if you uh Jova, i think you saw this where uh, bang bros the uh, adult <laughs> yes. cinema purveyor is, I saw this. Uh, has put in a 10 million dollar bid to uh, buy the naming rights for the miami heat basketball arena and if they get it they're going to call it the big the bang Bros center or the bbc now Jova, you're the adult cinema aficionado of the group so do you can you give us a, a rundown or what the meaning of BBC is in alternative culture?
0: You know, uh, I, I like to say it's uh, British, British broadcasting, um, you know, BBC America, you know, yeah,
2: British broadcasting company.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, what, what I like pulling to say.
2: you Dr. Who roots here. Ah,
0: damn it. Well, you know, there's lots of colors, in the rainbow, but, uh, this Not many people, but this isn't one of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I've never been confused with it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's as much as I can say about that. So I think everyone listening probably knows what yeah. a big uh, back, big black cock is.
2: <laughs> all right, there, there, there we go. All right, very nice. Um, so anyways, that um, – going back full circle to what, um, I had, yeah, that, that's the only superstition that really sticks out in my mind. Um, you know, even playing sports, I didn't have a whole lot, uh, you know, he, space hockey, I never ventured into, so I guess I can't say whether or not it would be more superstitious than that. Um, so yeah, you know, I guess I never really did get into superstitions too much. Um,
0: so, yeah,
2: anyways, good story. Good story. So, uh, Jova, why don't you lead us into our last story here, which is one hell of a doozy.
0: Oh, man, this one, you know, I, I caught this one the other day. Like this was the last one that I found. And I was like, we already had our, you know, three or whatever to talk about. And I was like, I have to add this into the queue because it was way too much gold to pass up. So from ABC News coming at you. Oklahoma man driving stolen vehicle caught with rattlesnake, uranium, whiskey, and firearm by the police. So, I, I my mind immediately goes to what was this guy doing with all these things together? There has to have been some sort of crazy. You know, he was on a mission. We don't know what the mission was. But uranium was involved, and I know Doc Brown's probably, you know, he, he's he was running for the from the Libyans. He this Great guy might Scott. have been, he must have been one of the Libyans, you know, from the first Back to the Future movie, you know, he, he just well, yeah, they just but never. Doc
1: Brown always wanted to time travel in something in style. This guy was in a Ford Explorer. That that's true. You got a point.
0: You got yeah. a point. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one. This one just I just could not fathom the. uh just the insanity that you know ensued with this article. I was like, I mean, do you see his uh, his profile picture? I mean, it's exactly the kind of person I would imagine. Yep. So that was a t- uh, typical
2: millennial response. There, uh, it's called a mugshot, not a profile picture. <laughs>
0: All right, get the fuck out of here, Ripley. Okay, you and your mugshots. Yeah, he looks like a really washed up, you know, he just had a really bad, you know, he had, must have had a ba- like a banger the night before. He almost looks like he's
2: trying <laughs> to be Indiana Jones. He's got he does. A, well, it, I guess it's a fleece shirt or something. Like it's it definitely not like a normal cotton shirt or something, but he's got the vest. He's got a little necklace with a little totem on it. it oh that is a smiley yeah. face
1: his necklace is smiling why isn't he smiling i mean i know it's you're going to jail but you know he's so a, many times when you take a mugshot, you're not he's also taller than sad shit why he's six seven no six
2: eight this guy's six eight he's yeah. giant like can you imagine pulling over this guy he's got uranium a firearm and what what they Tell you later in stories, that they only found the rattlesnake after they impounded the car. So they had taken it, taken it all the way to the impound, started searching it, and that's when they found the goddamn <laughs> rattlesnake. Like, can you, don't can like you the... imagine that? I would shit myself, <laughs> literally shit myself, as this rattlesnake comes out of this compartment and this rusty ass Ford Explorer. I, uh, yeah, I,
1: I would be dead. Well, and a I, lot. Is okay, say a lot? i don't want to get away from this one too much but what i found very interesting and i know that you guys in a previous show have talked about the florida man and how you do florida man yeah and great to figure something out yeah as i was looking for this i think that there could be a good runner up with oklahoma man because when mm-hmm. i pull up oklahoma man here here's just a quick rundown of some of the top stories man accused of waterboarding beating woman in arkansas arrested in oklahoma Oklahoma okay. man shoots Taco Bell employee after he's asked to pull forward <laughs> in the drive thru. Oklahoma gotta do what you gotta do. man who held girl captive for two decades and impregnated her nine times, found guilty by a federal jury. Oklahoma man <laughs> who installed secret cameras in staggering number of homes gets life sentence. Oh I think God. Oklahoma man can kind of rival Florida man. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's all like fucked up shit. That's, yeah, like that's not that's not funny man. like Florida. Yeah, that's, that's not like
2: Florida man shit hot driving down highway on motorcycle naked that's yeah like, this is all just messed up like you know they say everybody does things in texas bigger oklahoma does shit pretty, oh man pretty high up there too
0: but i love about this too you know i read the whole article and my <laughs> my best th- my best takeaway from this is that this guy you know oh it, it, he wasn't under the influence of alcohol he had all this stuff in his car you know when he got pulled over and all this and he wasn't like you know inebriated (laughs) like how do you have all this stuff on your car and you're not like you know in some other dimension you know what i mean i don't understand that i'm gonna be
1: that close to a rattlesnake you bet i'm gonna be drunk which by the way like apparently they the uranium
2: claims was came from a or with the purchase of a geiger counter they give uranium when you purchase a geiger counter (laughs) like so can you just go like Hey, you know, purchase 50 Geiger counters, get this shit ton of uranium and like do something like that. Seems That's crazy. way better.
0: That's way better than a toy at the bottom of your cereal
2: box. That's like, you know, like people that make meth, you know, would have to buy all the Sudafed and stuff like that. Like this seems like the meth way to get, you know, some sort of nuclear. I don't know. I, I really don't know shit about chemistry, to be honest, but. Like, to get a bunch of uranium, if you just have to buy Geiger counters, for God's sakes, like, that that's messed Maybe? up. By the way, he was not charged for the uranium because it still was within the legal limit. I didn't know there's a legal limit for uranium. Apparently, I is. didn't,
1: yeah. I didn't know that. In Oklahoma.
2: And also in Oklahoma, there's a rattlesnake hunting season, so he was not charged for harboring the rattlesnake because it was during hunting season. Apparently, Maybe? The, the rattlesnake does not have to be dead. Okay. I'm ass-
1: how is it that there is a lawyer smart enough in Oklahoma that was able to figure this out and get him off of those two? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm hoping that the police like looked at it and like, Oh shit, we can't charge him. It's rattlesnake season. Like, <laughs> or, but I'm sure the uranium, you know, limit, they probably had to pass through and like, some, somebody's probably going through the penal codes and stuff like uranium, uranium. Oh shit. It has to be more than 750 milligrams. Fuck, this is only 660. God damn it, Charlie. Uh,
1: but <laughs> it turns out he was trying to create a super snake did you see that
2: he did joke with them yeah about
1: that which which uh, is with every joke there's a little bit which, of truth in there that is probably true
2: wait i was wait, saying maybe meant, it's, it's a cord. he he left that part out that's just yeah. this was just the beta test
0: Maybe it's uh, he's a bartender from, uh, you know, some otherworldly bartender and he's making something that's equivalent to a snake bite out of a drink using the rattlesnake venom, the uranium and the whiskey. You know, I don't I, I can't tell you what the firearm was for. Maybe it's some version
1: of the pan galactic cargo blaster.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, you can't uh, sit there in any saloon out in space without having, a, you know, some sort of firearm because you never know when uh, Greedo's is going to show up.
0: Exactly.
2: Sure. And you, gotta, you, don't, you don't
0: know
1: who will shoot first.
0: Maybe this is why no one knows who shot first, because they were on this shit. <laughs> space Saloon, a Balloon. <laughs> I think balloon. It's a space, it's a space-spiracy.
2: It's true. Wow. Um, With all these puns, I, I just, I feel like we're... It's making me feel a little bit thirsty, I don't know about you. You know, uh-huh. it's making me feel thirsty as well. And that leads us into our next uh, sponsor. Are you a throw caution to the wind type person? Do you look yes. the devil in the eye and smile? Well, Bahamian Brewery's newest concoction, Cayman Cider, is for you. This new cider utilizes <laughs> only the freshest of ingredients in this brewing process, including pineapple, pear, and organic soa that provides a crisp, clean taste that's easy to swallow. Once you start drinking one, you won't be able to pull it out of your mouth until you finish. Cayman Cider. Find it in your local grocery store across from the Prophylactics and next to Plan B Pilsner.
0: Oh, <laughs> I can't even. Oh, God, bless America. That That is a five-star sponsor.
1: Trying to pay the Five... bills here. We're really trying to pay the bills. Uh,
0: they're paid they're paid <laughs> oh my gosh that was incredible it's probably probably my top as might be one of, that might be my favorite one we've had so far i'll be honest that's that was that was epic that was epic
2: thank you thank uh, you and and thank you to bohemian brewery for sponsoring this
0: podcast yes yeah. Ye- yes thank you to them very much all right so i guess uh you know that <laughs> that fantastic sponsor out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Can't transition ti- from that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! It's time to boldly go where no newsroom has gone before. As we begin to uh, special Trekno battle edition of drafts and discussions. Basically, a segment where we dissect and discuss specific topics while drinking some sweet ass craft beer. I guess in my case, that also means truly hard cider. You know. Earth. That's right. We all, we all
1: got our hard cider from now.
0: Yeah, right. We're gonna swap uh you know, if you, if you were a white claw fan before, you better think again.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Uh, don't
0: don't so, go for
1: white claw when you can go for a Cayman cider.
0: Amen to that. So we can go about this two different ways. We can either do all three of the TOS uh, episodes or we can do all three of the TNG or we can mix it up, mix and match. I don't know. Oh, I guess we haven't really told the audience. So we're going to basically be breaking down uh, the scariest episodes, our top three scariest episodes of Star Trek from the Next Generation and the original series. For those of you that don't know it, TOS or TNG stands for, which... Which, if I'm, you
1: don't know that, then obviously there's something wrong with you.
0: I would have to concur with that statement, so...
1: Yes. Uh, uh, Ripley was a little bit confused as he and I were chatting about it, so... Um, glad that, that I was able to enlighten him a little bit.
0: I am also glad you were as well. I almost said something right then. I didn't want to throw you under the bus, uh, Ripley, but I was sitting there thinking, mm, I hope he knows what I'm talking about. So...
1: That being yeah, said,
0: let's get into our first one. I guess I'll go, and then yeah. we can do a cl- a classic game of American Pies. I go, you go. How's that sound?
1: That sounds good.
0: Less less lesbians this time, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, <laughs> so hope. You never know there's always hope yeah exactly exactly so so the first episode i thought to talk about you know since i'm handling the original series i've only seen all 79 of these original series episodes like eight thousand trillion times in a row uh was the halloween centric themed episode from the original series uh cat's paw i don't know if you saw this one or not uh it's basically the enterprise is chugging along you know Kirk and company is cruising along and they encounter a planet that's like entirely Halloween themed. Like they beam down to this planet and it's do – you, do you remember this episode?
1: So you, you've got me a little bit. I've probably seen the episode maybe once or twice. I was hmm. never as big of a TOS one. I, I mean, of course, I watched through them because I am a real Star Trek fan. But oh, yeah. it was never oh, yeah. one that like, I didn't rewatch it eight thousand times. Like you this probably know POS, o- like I know next generation. Like exactly I know that one, like
0: the back of my head. So, I was gonna say, so we probably did this perfectly then, having me do that one yep. and you do that one. But but uh so this this one is funny. Like I, I, I haven't seen it a, a like a ton of times because it was it did get some flack from critics and stuff like that because it was such a hokey episode, but <laughs> the, yeah. it's very funny. It's perfect for a Friday the thirteenth discussion because they come down to this planet. You know, there's zombies, there's, you know, there's dead, there's there's dead officers acting as zombies, there's super corny voices of doom saying things like, Captain Kirk, leave this place or you shall surely die. And that's basically exactly how it sounds. I mean, there were witches in it. I mean, I there think they were. About yeah, the
1: big, tall black hats. Like, this was seriously yes. crazy.
0: It was basically these two en- entities on this planet, and they were vying for, I don't know, control of the Enterprise to do whatever evil entities do, but. The whole thing, the Enterprise basically gets caught up in their in their personal conflict and has to like you know navigate their way out of it. And so, Kirk of course uses his sexual charms on the female entity, and she's like, "Ooh, I want to investigate human emotion and all that stuff." And that's how he uh deters or he causes more internal conflict between the woman entity and the man entity. I forget what their names are. Oh, I've got it. I've got it right here. I, I just Googled it. Karab and Sylvia, which is so funny. Sylvia sounds like a classic, you know, Elvira, Sylvia sort of, ooh, vampire-esque name. And then you got Karab, like, what the fuck? Uh, why would you ha- where did you get Karab from? Was he eating a kebab? And he was like, oh, ke- kebab, Karab. Oh, we'll use Karab. Sounds good.
1: He was washing it down with a cayman cider.
0: <laughs> ah! Yes, he was. He probably was. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. This, I just figured this would be a good one. It didn't scare me, per se. You know, the whole point of this was well, talk wow. about, like... The three scariest episodes, this just seemed too on the nose not to talk about. So yeah, that'd be, that, being, that being no, said. That's a great one. Yeah. So the
1: first one I'm going to go to with Next Generation is actually, it was, I think it was the first episode of Next Generation that I ever saw. And then I got kind of hooked in it after that one. Not because this was a great episode, but you know, it was good. It's called Genesis. So what happens in this episode is um, Data, Captain Picard. Troy, a couple of people, not Troy. A couple of people are off ship. And when they come back, they find that all of the members of the crew have started to de-evolve. So they're starting to go back to an earlier stage of development. So you've got the entire ship going around with some people are more based on amphibious life. And so they're turning into fish and there's some like wharf who is turning into this giant Klingon monster type thing. And uh, how Captain have Clark i not seen this episode some kind of spidery type thing and yeah super super creepy i think it's in season like it's a later one i think it's like season seven six or seven um if you want to find it and find it but yeah it's called genesis and so they have to find a way it turned out to be some medical experiment gone wrong and they caused the whole ship to de-evolve and uh commander Riker turned into this like neanderthal type person and he was sitting there because if you remember captain McCart had that fish in his office
0: and so yes yeah yeah
1: neanderthal captain or commander Riker sitting there like trying to get the fish to eat it
0: and you know Hilarious. that he probably It'd had his, awesome. he probably had his leg propped up too doing the classic Riker stance while he did so okay, i just yeah, well of course you gotta prop the leg anytime
1: gotta you, do it. anytime you have Riker, you gotta prop the leg
0: absolutely true i can't believe i'm gonna definitely after this episode you know at some point this weekend i'm gonna have to go back and watch it there you
1: go season seven seven. episode 19
0: and i did i did really enjoy the later seasons of the next generation i but you know granted you know i know the really great you know two-parters were in the beginning like you know the uh encounter at farpoint and stuff like that those were really good episodes but i also really liked the later seasons of the show i don't know it
1: it found its voice in season three
0: Mhm. Mm. I agree. I agree with that. That's a good one. I'm going to have to go back and watch that so that I, I enjoy scary stuff. So, you know, yeah. that's going to be that'll be fantastic. All right. Well, the next one that I had, you know, dry, it's so funny. We're just going back and forth. As, you know, the antimatter minute does from dimension to dimension. We're going to like a way, 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 way later star date to a very, very, very early star date. We just keep going back and forth. I just find it funny. So. The second one that I had was Wolf in the Fold. Uh, this was a really good episode of uh, the original series where they go to a planet which resembles like 1800s Earth. And uh, of course, that's where they always yeah. would go. Yeah, there was, oh, this planet, it's, it's, it's lifelike. There's, uh, you know, hu- humanoid beings on it. Wow, imagine that. You know, you only do so much with a budget, you know. Back in the '60s, I guess. So, but what's cool about this? So, Scotty is actually framed for murder, and it's a very big uh, one of their their first like murder mystery type episodes in the Star Trek series. You know, it's like they go back. You know, Scotty doesn't remember any of these com- these atrocities he's committed. He's killed two or three, I think, uh, murders in this. And the the crazy, you know, it's it's a really good episode. I do suggest this one big time uh it ends up being the culprit was an entity that's supposedly made of like whatever pure evil would be and it was the same entity that was jack the ripper on our earth that just you know he goes he goes from planet to planet and wreaks havoc as in the form of whatever a serial killer would be on another world and he commits these atrocities and like it's really really good. It's really creepy as they deal with like, you know, the concept of pure evil through the whole thing. It's a really chilling episode that just kind of makes you go, "Oh my god. They they dealt with this kind of material in the 60s, you know?" It's very uh it was a good one. It was one that stuck with me when I was a kid. I remember watching going, "Oh, this got dark real quick." When they, <laughs> you know, he would he would basically it would be a, this entity that would hop from person to person to person, and when it would attach itself to themse- you know, it to themselves, they'd like black out or whatever while it performed its ultimate evil. Or whatever. So, anyways, if it,
2: if it attached itself to somebody, does that mean that Scotty's body actually did commit the murder? It's
0: a good question. You know, they never that that was one thing. I, I did read an article on it to refresh up on it. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it again, but uh, they actually never address Scotty's blackouts. Uh, but you know, that I, I I can't. I wish I. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I go back. I I don't think it's they the really address. Yeah. I don't think they really addressed whether or not Scotty uh, Scotty did it or not. I think they just kind of cleaned up the episode, going, "Well, you weren't in your right mind. It wasn't you. It's fine." You know, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. how they uh, they concluded it. So, yep. But so, uh, basically, it, it would it would also manifest people's terror, which is another really scary thing about uh, you know this entity. Yeah.
2: So, I'm going to have a quick interjection because there's very little I can contribute to the Star Trek uh, conversation, but you talked about how, uh, you know, they kind of pushed the envelope a little bit there in the 60s with this type of stuff, and, you know, uh, Star Trek was the first uh, TV show to show an interracial kiss. It's it was. Between her yeah. and Captain Kirk, right? That's true. Yep. And, and it was
1: in the Mirror Universe, if I remember correctly.
2: Now, and if you, Yes, uh, it was. You may or may not know this, but, like, um, you know, CBS was... Very against this, like they didn't want, you know, they didn't want to buck the trend or anything like that. And so they were they tried to create a basically an alternate uh, um, choice for it, where I think they end up hugging or doing something like that. And uh, um, got I'm drawing a blank on his name. Captain Kirk's uh, Shatner, Shatner, duh. Shatner, Shatner yeah. kept screwing up the takes on purpose th- with the alternate um, cut so that they had to use the kiss. Oh, nice. And so well, that's why they ended up actually using the kiss, is because they apparently, uh, Shatner apparently kept shatting the bed, if you will, on uh, the alternate uh, tape. You
0: know, as big of a dick as he is in real life, I would have to say good on him. Good on him for doing that. You know, I mean, I, that's one reason I do love Star Trek. In the case of, which this could be an entire podcast in itself, in the case of <laughs> Star Trek versus Star Wars, I love them both for what they are. But I love Star Trek because it's so much more rich and so much more. I don't know. It, it's got a lot more than just lightsaber battles and you know right and wrong clashing. There's a lot of complexities to it. There's a lot of like morality being sort of like investigated uh-huh. and just human. It's it's the betterment of humanity in every sense of the word. You know what I mean? That's why I always I was always drawn to it. So.
1: And I would be happy to have that conversation with you, but I don't think that Ripley would. So if there's ever a time that he is out, we could have a whole show just on that. So moving on so that we can kind of keep this stuff moving a little bit, um, because I know we do have some time constraints as well. Uh, So going back to the next generation, the next one, it's not as scary. It's just more like a super creepy episode. It's called The Game. I don't know. if It's one that's shown pretty often. It's a pretty popular one. In this episode, Wesley Crusher comes – back from Will Wheaton. uh, Wheaton. He comes back from uh, the Academy. I'm so
0: proud of you. I'm so proud of you, Ripley.
1: Thank you. (laughs) He comes back from the Academy, and Commander Riker has gotten this game, and what it is is it goes over your head, and it has these little things that poke out, and then like it's kind of like a virtual reality type thing. It kind of shoots this little beam into your eyes, and then you kind of play this game in your mind.
0: Oh, I remember
1: this! I remember this! And so the game is very interesting. It's a super easy game, but what's happening when you're playing the game is it's actually making you susceptible to mind control. So there's a person who is getting this game all around the enterprise so that then she can take control of the ship and kind of just mind control everyone. The only one that doesn't do it is Wesley Mm -hmm. and this one other girl that he's hot on in this episode, who I actually think is someone famous. I should look that up. Um, On it. Yeah. Uh, look up IMDb, yeah, Star Trek Next Generation, the game. I, I got it. Thank you. I think it's famous. <laughs> And famous. Uh,
0: so
1: I do remember that
0: episode because everyone was obsessed do with the game.
1: It. And then the, everyone is like chasing after him and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yes. So, as I said, it's not as much scary, but just super creepy because you get all of these people who are just sitting there with mind control and stuff like that.
0: Oh, creepy. Creepy absolutely fits the bill for a Friday the 13th episode. So, you know, creepy, scary, anything, you know, any synonym in that category, I'd say totally works. So I remember that episode. That was creepy. They were all playing the game and everyone was upset. They were getting more and more addicted to it. Yeah. Ashley Judd. Judd. What? The girl from Double Jeopardy?
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, you know what's sad is that I could remember the character's name in that episode, but I couldn't remember actually Judson.
0: So, that just makes you a fan. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's a good one. That, that one was good. I do remember them being really obsessed with that game and then that happening, and they were like, wait, what's going on? No one could understand why the things were going, you know, awry, you know, on the ship. I remember that.
2: Go, Will Wheaton.
0: Yeah. All right. Go. All right, so – That'll bring me to, let uh, see, am I on my last one? I believe I am. So this one, definitely, when I was little, I, you know, I inherited all 79 original series episodes from my dad on, in VHS. He actually won them in a, uh, I don't know, he, he signed up for some sort of, st- like, Star Trek thing, trivia thing, and he actually won all this stuff, and I was the one that got to inherit it all, and they're sitting up in an attic somewhere, now that I can stream stuff, but it's cool to have the physical copies of those. Yeah. But uh, the man trap. Do you remember the man trap? It was, uh, they beamed down to this planet. Very
1: early episode.
0: It was. You know, it's funny you said that. This was actually the episode that first aired on CBS. They had two original pilot episodes. You know, they had Where No Man Has Gone Before, which was the original Captain Pike episode uh, that they scrapped so that, you know, William Shatner could be the captain. Uh, Later
1: on, it was great because. Came back on some episode. Yeah, the yeah the
0: menagerie, the menagerie. The menagerie part, part, that's part. right. And yeah, basically
1: yeah. Basically, replay a lot of that part of that episode that was lost.
0: Yes, and it was fantastic. And I love both parts, one and two of those are fantastic. You know, but uh, so the mantrap was the first. Yeah, I know. We sound real bad. We're going we're getting laid tonight, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, no. So the the uh, no, not the Menagerie. The the were the first one aired on CBS. That was a factoid I learned when I was reading through the article about the episode. You know, because I've again I didn't have time to to go back and rewatch these, but I have seen them a, a bunch of times. But this was the first one that freaked me out because uh, I was little when I inherited these. And it's basically – they go down to this planet. There's this being in the vein of um, invasion of the body snatchers. Basically, it could transform into whoever you you held dear or cherished. And it had been on this planet living as the companion of this this scientist for a really long time. And then it noticed its chance to escape the planet, and it's a very uh, instinct-driven species. So it, it goes from place to place doing whatever it can to survive. And there's even a line in the episode where it says, um, it says it needs salt as much as it needs love. So basically, what this thing would yeah. do is, it is it would go from person to person and just suck them dry. And not not talking about your your cider again, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but it would it would basically suck the people its victims dry after they thought it was someone close to them, and then you know move on to the next person. And I don't know if you remember the episode, but I'll never forget. Like seeing, it. I remember it being kind of creeped out. It was like, oh my god, that's a scary premise. And uh, yeah. then, it, then it showed the dude, the the you know the victim laying on the ground, and it's got like red red sucker spots all over their faces when they're done.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> so oh, it,
0: dude, while it was like
1: a, the worst physical effects ever.
0: <laughs> yes, while it was a freaky episode, I was just you know I remember thinking that the the amount of cheese that comes along with a '60s you know television you know program i remember being like okay this makes it a little bit better and i remember not being too scared at night as i watched it you know but uh it was a great episode it was really it was was their first foray into the whole you know ending on an an episode where they you know they treat the you know the alien species with the utmost respect and you know they catalog it and they're like you know while they had to do it, it was necessary to save the ship you know they didn't just blast it into space and just be done with it they you know they tribute to it and what it was, you know, because I think it was the last of its kind in that in that episode It was like the last kind of whatever it was. But it was a really creepy episode because it would like it, you know, it was like the first the first, you know, iteration of a uh, an invasion of the body snatcher esque type creature. So it really it freaked me out when I was little. I remember being like, man, are my friends real or are they trying to like just suck all the salt out of me? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you never know.
1: All right, yeah. so before Ripley falls asleep, um, I'm gonna go to the last one that I have for Next Generation. It's called "Eye of the Beholder." In this episode, uh, once again, this is more of a psychologically creepy one. Um, what happens in this is when the Enterprise was being built, a um, uh, an empathic being gets killed on board. It's a murder. It gets killed on board the Enterprise. And it was in a spot of the ship, it was in engineering, it was a spot that they didn't go to that often. As soon as it opened up, that remains that left an empathic imprint. And the only empath that was still on board the ship
0: was Troy. And, Troy. and of so course
1: she starts getting all of these images of this murder that took place and how terrible it was. And it just drives her crazy because the guy who was there who got killed was de- you know, he was dead, of course, but he was that empathic echo that was left by them was trying to help find who did it and who murdered it and stuff like that so super super
0: creepy episode
1: so i don't know if oh, you remember man. that one it was it, i think it was later I, in the series but i can't remember when when it was
0: i definitely need to brush up on my tng especially after this conversation because like I, I totally remember the game i 100 percent remember that episode yeah but um yeah, I gotta go back and watch that one too that's one that I don't remember at all my god okay,
2: so quick question from the novice in the group what's a
1: betazoid so a betazoid Ugh. is a species that looks very human so pretty much human in every ways but they have uh, empathic powers so they can read people's minds and do things like that and they can't, not like a not like a gene gray where they can actually kind of control people it's more just reading the minds huh? and yeah, they're, they're very what you're
0: thinking so there's there is yeah. the telepathic – there's the t- telepathic component he's talking about, but there's also that empathic ability where they can actually relate to people's feelings, and they can feel what other beings feel. So it's yeah. kind of like
2: – So she was, she's kind of like Mantis in uh, – Yes, sorry,
0: the
1: yes, Yeah, that would yes. be the close one. Um, That's very Gianna close. Shor is actually only half Betazoid, so right. she exactly. actually can't really read people's minds. She can only sense their feelings. Okay. Exactly, exactly, yep.
0: And she was also uh, – the hottest one on the next generation, you know, so Wait, in my – When know. did um, – I don't
1: know. I mean, Beverly Crusher is pretty hot too. When did uh, ah! uh, – Jerry Ryan? Yeah, Jerry Ryan. So, so I seven to nine. That's Star Trek.
0: Voyager. Uh, do you want to know a funny quip, real quick? This is a true – this, tr- this is a true fact, and I'm not – because we are, you know, an anonymous podcast, but I will say this without saying I'm revealing names. Really? Well, I'm just going to no, say – Sorry, uh, I, I
2: I just pulled up Beverly Crusher, and so I was questioning Matt over
0: here. <laughs> oh, Beverly – you know – okay, so I'm going to step back bad. from what I was about to say, but I'll say this. I would have banged Beverly Crusher just so that I could rub it in Wesley's face.
1: <laughs> that is have you would do, Joba. Yeah,
0: would have been my only motivation for that. So skipping back to what I was going to say a minute ago was seven of nine went to high school with my mother. I kid you not. Why? Oh,
1: that's crazy.
0: I kid you not. Her name in real life is Jerry Ryan. I do know that. You can even look yep. that up. You know. But that's her stage name, and she went by something else before that and had her, cha- her name changed to Jerry Ryan to pursue her career in acting. My mom wasn't, like, really good friends with her, but she definitely did go to high school because I constantly ask her about it and bug her all the time. And I'm like, come on, put me in contact with her. Put me in contact with her. So, so anyways, uh, I know that's Jerry a side Lynn note. Jerry so. Lynn
2: Zimmerman was her. Yes,
0: Jerry Lynn Zimmerman. And she went to, uh, well, I won't say where she went to high she school. Was but was born
2: it's, in Munich. Well. Um, but uh, she lived in Kansas, Maryland, Hawaii, Georgia, and Texas. Oh, yep. And the family settled in,
0: in, Lono, in the Kentucky.
2: place that we know. Yes,
0: Lono, Kentucky. Yep. Isn't that crazy?
2: That is nuts. So that yeah. two people in your mom's graduating class that I never mind.
0: Get out of my face, Ripley. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, super cool fact. And also, speaking of seven of nine references, you know she's going to be in the upcoming show Picard.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Very excited about that one.
0: That's and gonna if be great. you crazy. watch Discovery me as well,
1: yep, oh, yeah, he's excited. No, yeah, I think you're excited. You feel these nipples. <laughs>
0: I think Ripley would really like Star Trek if he dove into Discovery. I love Discovery. There's a lot of
1: uh, – Discovery was great.
0: There's a lot of social justice politics that I think it could do without. But other than that, I've loved every second of it. It's action-oriented. It it's It's got like fantastic visual effects. It's – and the storylines are always on point. And the guy who played Spock did a great job.
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, gosh. The guy who played Pike was
0: amazing. Oh, he was great too. You know, he he failed hard at that Marvel show that they came out with that got no traction whatsoever. But he really, really made up for it in this show for sure. He,
1: yeah, and they're doing one of those short treks with him. Mm-hmm. So they, he's gonna come back for at least a little bit of time, and then they're trying to find out a way to do a do a follow up series with him. But the problem is, is that they're running out of uh, time in the timeline because yeah, you know, yeah. At this There's point. The- in humans is the
2: Marvel
0: show you're talking that, about. that was so bad. That was so bad.
2: Yeah, that's the one Marvel thing I have not w- seen at all.
0: So there's been there's been three times total that uh, I've had the hardest erection in the world for the Enterprise. And that was uh when I very first watch the first time I ever watched the original series and you know, my dad showed it to me and I watched it, you know, coming across the screen with the Hoo-hoo! You know, that whole thing. Second time was when I saw it come out from the clouds in Star Trek in a darkness in 2000, I think, 13, 14, whatever. In the very introduction sequence when they're on that planet. And oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't clouds. It was the water. It was coming out of the water. water. It
1: comes up from the water.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that and then when that code, that emergency code is coming up on the computer screen in Star Trek Discovery, the season finale of season one, where it's saying it's like. N-C-C, and you just know what's about to happen on the screen, because it's coming up really slow. And it's like, we have a distress call from uh, the USS Enterprise. And I remember being like, just straight up, just... And it was was amazing. So, sorry. I had to just point that I love Discovery. Discovery is definitely fantastic. Uh,
2: All right. So, all right. Well, let's go into our uh, beer goggles tournament which has sadly been losing steam lately uh, yeah. apparently all our dedicated listeners decide not to choose a chime in or if they do they uh don't actually choose a side so first off we've got to finish last week's um poll so we had like i said we had missy pile versus daryl hannah we left it in a tie so we had the tiebreaker so i think that we'll leave that in Maddow's hands we're giving you this uh this responsibility we're vesting you with this can you handle it well
1: of course i can handle it there's nothing that comes up to old maddo calrissian that he can't handle yeah Um, easily we can do this so uh daryl hannah
2: famous from mermaid um Mm -hmm. and some other things Uh, (laughs) missy Pyle, mostly well i know her most from dodgeball which was she was very unsightly in that movie with the
0: god damn it bernice not her. No, not oh, her. is it the second time I've done that? Yeah, that is... <laughs> oh, man. We did that in a recent episode, and I said the exact same quote and
2: misquoted. By recent episode, again. you mean the last episode. So, yes, in seven days, you have learned nothing.
0: And, you know, it's funny, is because that is hilarious that I did that two times in a row. I'm not even going to edit that out.
2: Carolina. Yeah, uh, so, um, but, yeah, she played the unibrowed Russian that, um, it's, no, it's not just, it's... um the lonely guy's character falls in love with. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you much more than that. It's not Justin Long's character, but the other nerdy guy. Um, she was in Wall Street, apparently. Kill Bill. They yeah. knew. Uh, Splash. That That's the Mermaid movie. I oh, and her. Roxanne,
1: of course.
0: Roxanne! <laughs> Splash, man. She was hot as the in Splash. I thought so, at least.
1: Okay, so of course I can figure this out. You guys, I, I don't know what your arguments were for either side. I'm not sure which one you guys were going for, but really I think there was really only one side of this one and it is definitely messy pile. Yes,
0: yes Thank yep. you. Yeah, you, you, you err on the side of the that wasn't the right thing to say. Err on the side of caution. No, you're uh, you're right. Definitely definitely correct. That's yeah, where I was going.
1: No. This was uh, this was an easy choice. We figured that one out. Round four in the books. Missy Pile, definitely beer goggles in a bar late at night.
2: Boom. Yep. Yep. Definitely her. All right. Well, and just so for some quick backstory for you. So in last episode, um, our we had two viewers uh, in favor or fans in favor of Daryl Hannah and at, well and two or three something like that. And um, Joba. Was originally in favor of Daryl Hannah until I reminded him that we're talking about current day. We're not talking about yes. the Flash in 1986. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about current day. Who, if you saw one, and he's like, oh, so he switched sides, sided with the tie, and so that is why you are the tiebreaker. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to this week's matchup, which um, we did put the post out there and unfortunately we didn't actually get any votes we got yes. a little bit of hate speech yeah uh we've we got a little bit of um you know sarcasm or you know attempted hilarity which which is well yeah which is no by by all means but um you know as a reminder this isn't a uh, opportunity to trash these people this is to talk about the upsides of each person um you know exactly obviously exactly. Uh, a topic like this in today's society can be taken way out of context and this is to yep. promote the you know better qualities of each individual so that being said uh we've got courtney love versus tory spelling uh courtney love of course of a um whole fame and kill, i mean uh kurt no, marrying kurt cobain <clears throat> not killing him Mm-mm. and yeah. uh no. Ellen DeGeneres, which I don't think she needs any introduction, versus Megan Rapinoe from the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. Uh, So, uh, did I say first, Tori Spelling? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Torres Spelling, of course, from 90210, and the niece of Aaron Spelling, right? Is that right? I have no idea. I I think so. Anyways, um, and she's also been on a lot of trashy, like, you know, TLC or Bravo type television shows. So that being said, uh, let's start with matchup one, which is Courtney Love versus Tori Spelling. So, Joe Ball, I'll feed it to you first. What's your take?
0: Well, I'll be honest with you. So looking at Tori Spelling, uh, you know, I I was looking at some Google images, and (laughs) the way I'm going to break this one down was it's a lot harder to find horrible, not horrible, but like, unflattering images of her than it was to find of the plethora of images on the internet of courtney courtney love (laughs) in some uh, pictures so i'm gonna have to say you know it'd be an internal battle if i was at a bar late at night drinking i could either hit on one of grunge rock grunge rock princesses like one of the women who defined that era who married like did they they get she obviously got married because didn't they get married Kurt Cobain and her?
2: Yeah, yeah, they were married.
0: Yeah, so she she got with one of the most iconic rock gods of all time. So, so I don't know if, like, that would, you know, influence my decision. But if we're looking, speaking of on physical attributes alone, I'd have to say probably, I mean, Tori Spelling has been somewhat bangable, I think in certain situations. So I'd have to go with Tory spelling for me.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh I mean, I can't really debate you on that one all too much. But yeah, use the one the No.
1: On. Oh. All right. Um
2: all right, Matt, what's your take on this one?
1: Uh this is uh, this is a very close one. Um I definitely think late at night after drinking um, which one am I going to probably hit on? I think it's probably going to be uh, Courtney Love, mostly for the story of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's see that that was where that was where my issue was. I didn't know if I would be going for I'd <laughs> be able to tell people i banged bang Courtney Love or if I was going to go for, you know, the actual because at the end of the day, you look at both those pictures and then neither of them are going to be like, oh, man, slam dunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah it's a hard it's a hard take so all right so what does that what does that mean for us Ripley
2: that that means that I'm in the tiebreaker situation so you know if I'm fully immersing myself in this scenario here and I'm at a bar it's six or six it's 2 a.m I've had anywhere between six and twelve beers
0: if it's 6 a.m let's be honest uh Ripley you're probably asleep
2: I'm probably asleep at 2 a.m and probably sleep at 12 at the bar
0: at the bar you're probably asleep whatever bar we're at yeah
2: all of which is like um much more likely than me talking or and or hitting on either of these but um going back to the scenario uh assuming that i've talked to both and like trying to figure out which one like i really want to lay game on um you know this one's like in this frame of mind this scenario I think Courtney Love may catch my attention a little bit more just because of probably the outlandish shit that she would be saying. Like, not that that's a bad thing, but like, she could. I, I think one, she probably has a better personality or at least like more charisma or like, you know, just like shitty be more, she'd, she'd, she'd be more interesting to talk to. Than Tori Spelling, at least in my I
0: think opinion. she should be also way more willing to do a ZJ for those of you who've seen Beer <laughs> Fest.
2: That's right, and for those of you that haven't, you can't afford it, so don't even bother asking. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, uh. yeah. So pretty much um, on that same vein, so you know it. It's a tough call, but uh, I, because honestly, if both of them are at the bar at the end of the night, both of them are probably going to be sloppy as hell. So mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna go with Courtney Love on, and on this one.
0: All right, well, looks like Courtney Love is advancing, and you know, I, I said it was a hard, it was a hard debate for me, so I'm not too butthurt hurt about it. So I'll be honest, Courtney Love or Tori Spelling would have been good, but I think Courtney Love probably deserves it a little more.
2: That's right. Just uh, don't marry her.
0: No, 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 no. Marriage is uh, not a card that's being played here.
2: So, all right yeah uh, matchup number two like i said we have ellen degeneres of the ellen show and ellen and um what, while you were sleeping right she was in that i think ellen degeneres yeah, yeah. pretty sure that was no or mr perfect mr right something like that
0: i don't know what it either Ball,
2: who was in while you were sleeping she,
0: i'm I saying she was i don't know mr. either right.
2: of those anyways um
1: everyone knows her
2: Yes, everyone knows yeah. her. She's got her own game show, Ellen Jenner's Game of Games, right? Something like that. Anyway, versus Megan Rapinoe of U.S. Women's Soccer. Uh, may not be as popular, but, you know, she is there. So since I went last last time, I will go first this time. Um, looking at both, obviously, neither of them are... Um,
0: <laughs> I'm well, just so excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs>
2: Yeah, again, we're we're harping on the positives here.
0: I know, I know, it's true. So, I'm just, I'm just still excited.
2: So uh, neither of them are, you know, both short haired. None of them are like, you know, exceedingly, um, feministic at least from a, a guy's, pers- you know, point of view. Like you know, long hair, flowy dresses, things like that. That like, you know, you see the movies create to draw a man's attention. Neither one of these. Um, really have that persona which is not an issue at all Um, but just looking at both of them you know Ellen does have like
0: more feminine qualities
2: yeah a little bit more feministic qualities I guess just like softer features what you usually associate with women Uh, whereas I look at Megan Rapinoe and Quite literally, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way unless it, you're referring to my own ego, but I'm pretty sure she can kick my ass. Sure. <laughs> not necessarily something that... I, oh, I if like, it helps,
1: I know for uh-huh. a fact she can kick your
2: ass. Well, there's that. Like, <laughs> both literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, and it, not necessarily something I, I'm into, Um. Uh, ellen,
0: <laughs> I, it might be yeah, you know it, it, you know, it depends on
2: chains, you never know. it, it depends
0: on the it depends on the full moon
2: that's true uh but all that being said I, I i'm probably going to gravitate towards ellen just a little bit even though ellen probably is damn near twice her age yeah oh yeah easily and oh, yeah. ellen is definitely old enough to be my mom but you know
1: yeah well I, you look. Know, and, um, I'd lo- don't knock it till you try.
0: I would love. I want to jump in and give my interjection here. So, so from my my point of view here. So you know, if I'm at a bar and I'm drunk and I'm trying to find a girl to go home with, you know, and I have Megan Rapinoe on one side and Ellen Ellen DeGeneres on the other. When Ellen starts talking, she just has a way with words and she knows how to use speech to. I, I assume you know. Uh, She's she's a fantastic talker. She could talk my pants off, probably super super fast. I'm not gonna lie. It would take a lot of alcohol, but I could see that happening and me being like, oh wow, like you know what I mean. She she and also she's got a fantastic personality and she's not. I've seen older images of Ellen and she was not unattractive at all. You know she's just she just chooses. You know everyone has a preference and that's you know totally cool. You know, but was, if she was swinging for the other team, I'd I'd probably I'd probably s- swing have a, have a what, what do you call it in baseball when you swing one and two three bongo
2: times. from the other t- side
0: yeah bongo. yeah I would bongo it would be a bongo dongo. uh dongo, oh dongo. oh it's is it a dongo or a bongo yeah. it's a dongo, dongo. dongo. Uh, okay well anyways we will get out of this uh, gonzo conversation. Sorry, it's not All really right, a Gonzo conversation. But I would say, so the Megan Rapinoe, I was going to say the other side of it. So if Megan came up to me and we started talking, I have this thing about while I love CrossFit and I do CrossFit, if you can Photoshop a man's face on a female's body and it look natural and OK, I'm probably not going to be into it. That being said, Megan Rapinoe needs to know Photoshop. I would 100 percent go – With Ellen, because she does still kind of look like a woman, I would say. Granted, that's not taking away from the fact that Megan Rapinoe is a fantastic soccer player. She has earned all the success that she's gotten, and, you know, she's a fantastic human being in every sense of the word. But for my sonic screwdriver that's attached to my lower half is probably going to be more useful for Ellen's generous. All right. So
1: that's my take.
2: So Matt while your vote is more or less useless. Yeah, basically, just like
1: everything else that I think of. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> go with Rappapno in a second because d- though I want to see those strong legs. I'll bet she could crush cans with those legs.
0: Ooh, I didn't even think about the legs. Actually, you know, yeah. You... Now you got some gears. Now you've got some gears turning in my head well, that are.
2: Votes yeah. cast and final, votes cast, it, votes final. You know, ballots have closed. But uh, that that was a very good point, uh, very succinct to Thank the you. point, I, I, which I appreciate. So well done, guest show host or guest host, Matto. All right. So that leads us um, into our um, final closing remarks. We will have our a uh, you know next two matchups for the Beer Goggles tournament on uh, our facebook posts i apologize for my but, but dep-as a lot but we will have that uh, up next week remember when we post these we are looking for to promote the positive in this and any disparaging remarks or anything that you know is considered you know anything that you wouldn't want to say to your mom there's a good chance we're going to delete it because we're That's not it, here just
1: delete it man just yeah delete it.
2: and we don't give yep. a shit it, our feelings aren't hurt trust us we don't give a shit what you think or what you talk about, or, but if you have bad things to say, then I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to get deleted.
0: This is a positive spaceship that we fly on.
2: That's right. That's right. And uh, so, you know, make sure, find the upside is is what I always say that, and everyone wing chung tonight. But uh, so... We will post those. Make sure you vote on those. Uh, we'll make sure and include the links to uh, the articles we covered today. And, uh, Joba, why don't you go ahead and close us out?
0: Well, you know, I would, but I'm detecting a phase anomaly in the atmospheric warp compensator, which means we need to increase power to the antimatter storage tanks. Uh-oh. <laughs> so remember, friends, stay slurred, and we'll catch you next week. Say it so that's the end of our show turn the mic off go the f**k home joe bethette here thanks for tuning in to this week's episode if you enjoy our ridiculous content you can get to your nearest cosmic communication device and spread the word to your friends family coworkers or nearby nerf herders we're available on spotify google play sheeple music i mean, I mean apple music or wherever you listen if you have an idea for our show or would like to propose a theme, send an email to slurredkind at gmail.com. That's slurredkind at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook. Have a great day, and we look forward to falling even deeper into the antimatter Minute with you next time on Close Encounters of the Slurred Kind.